2: I'm saying you
0: course her music a soulful blend of traditional African music with some contemporary nuances and she's been likened to South African icons uh, like Miriam Makeba, Dorothy Masuka and she appeals uh, to fans across the spectrum and I'm just trying to remember the first time I met her interesting gathering. I don't know if you remember. We're not going to tell everybody, but we met in an interesting place. I remember. And of course, um, <laughs> this morning I have the pleasure of hosting songstress Simpiwe Dana. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me, Thank you And Of course, me. you know that first time when I met her, I was like, ah, Simpiwe Dana what's this about now? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: we're and trying I mean, to change the country. <laughs> uh, it, it, it was an interesting forum where people were talking mm-hmm. about, you know, uh, the country and, and, and where it was and where it's going. And it was an interesting group of yes, people, I thought. Yes, yes. You know?
4: It was very interesting. And I, I mean, it actually was a proud moment that us young people, because, I mean, if you compare ourselves to your begis and your zumas, we are the young people. We are the new generation to basically lead the country and so I was very proud that we would get together, you know, of our own volition and find
0: ways to make South Africa a better place. And for me, because this was some years ago and um I knew Simpiwe Dana as this musician, as this songstress, and there she was. And when she started talking I'm like, Yo, okay. <laughs> so you think you know people <laughs> But, of course, you hail from uh, the beautiful Eastern Cape, Ekua. Yes, that's uh, I'm a village girl. <laughs> what does that mean, though? What, what was it like growing up in the village?
4: It was, um, I think it was the most important part of my entire um, existence in that it taught me how to be free. And I've carried that. You know, in all the spaces I've been to ever since, and when I say how to be free, how to depend on myself, how to have complete um, faith in my in my own capabilities, um, and therefore how to go out into the world and get mine.
0: How do, how does a place like Gua actually get to impart? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm from someone. the
4: village, right? Where, um, if you wanted water, you have to you had to go to the river and fetch mm. it. If you wanted to cook, you had to, you know, either go and get paraffin from the stores for your primer stove, or you know, go and gather wood and make a fire. and, Daily. and yes. And if you want tomatoes, you better have uh, planted them, you know, it, you know, a month ago or. or or however long the period it it takes for, you know. So it was that kind of uh, existence, organic, um, um, completely, um, you know, independent in that whatever you have, you must have actually sweated for it. And, 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 And having grown in that environment, I think it was very empowering, you know, for me that not like the knowledge that if i am to make anything of my life then it it completely depends on me and i'm not going to have anyone come and fix my life f- f- for me uh i have to be hands on you know um in, in in determining how my life will turn
0: out mm, and be self sufficient yes now your parents your siblings I couldn't find much. Uh, okay, I'll ask. <laughs> I her. try She'll and keep cameras. my family uh, out of the
4: limelight. <laughs> it's, it's 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 very important um, for me. I mean, I I'm the eldest of four uh, girls. Uh, my mom is a nurse. She's a single parent. My father was a preacher. Uh, he works for government, um, but my mom is a single parent. Siblings. Yes, I have three siblings, all women, um, all younger than me
0: and what was it like? you know uh, what was your mother like? My mother
4: is my greatest inspiration. Um, she's the one with the voice in the family her side of the family can sing um, they were all either you know school teachers in the school choir or or in some choir from the you know, like the Eastern Cape is famous for choirs, right? For choral music.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Um. So her side of the family is the one with the music. And she also is a church going um, um, praying woman. And from that, I learned a lot, you know, um, about humility, about faith and about hope. And, and, just calm. My mom is a very, very calm person. Apparently, when she was uh, in her prime, she was the village singer. Um, hmm. Everyone, she's and everyone her age still remembers <laughs> in the Eastern Cape. So. Whenever I go into spaces where, you know, she was well-known, people tell me all the time, you know, we don't care how you think you can sing or you think you're beautiful. You can never match your mom in both departments. Really? Yes, apparently. She's prettier than you? (laughs) Okay, that one she definitely is. Wow. (laughs) She definitely is
0: prettier than you. She must be spectacularly beautiful Uh, because you you are a beautiful woman.
4: (laughs) Thank you, Ms. Kamundo.
0: (laughs) And, uh, you know, um, also just... um, growing up again and schooling. Um, and I guess it's a bit unfair to ask you because you're going to try and paint yourself in this cool light. But what were you like as a child at school? Oh, my. Actually, don't have to. I mean, <laughs> if I had not succeeded in life,
4: perhaps, I would paint myself in a different light. But um, I was a nerd growing up. Work? I was a nerd, a very antisocial, Um um, top of my class or at least second or third in, in, in my class. And, um, and I was Miss Goody Two Shoes, which means that mm. I got my peers into a lot of trouble all the time in class because my homework would be done on time and it would be correct. And therefore, you know, those days there was still capital punishment. Mm. So if one of the students in class... Um, does well and the rest don't, then they all get punished because of the one person. If you're if you are the only one who got the answer right, then everyone else will get punished. So that was me, antisocial, um, nerd. So you loved uh, school? Very shy. I loved school. Well, actually, I loved succeeding. You know, I had this big dream from when I was very young that I am going to get myself out of poverty. And the only way to do that is to study really hard, get a bursary, get into good schools, get a job, and then, you know, I can take care of myself and
0: my my family, my siblings. So, singer and making a career out of the arts, <sighs> was that ever part of the
4: deal? Um. My plan A was to always do music. From when I was a child, I I really before I even knew I had a voice, I really was passionate about singing, and I and I couldn't understand it because my voice. I thought my voice was terrible. Anyway, my mom thought my voice was terrible, since she had the angelic voice in the family, mm-hmm. and I have this big voice. Um, but I really loved to sing and. You know, I, I kept this a secret, you know, because I felt everyone would laugh at me. Who who thinks of singing as a career from the village? Like <laughs> No one does mm. that. Everyone's thinking they're going to be a lawyer, they're going to be an, a nurse, a teacher, a doctor. Th- that's what they're thinking. No one is thinking I'm going to be a singer. Um, So I kept this, you know, a secret for a long time. And it was brought out of me because uh, in my trick... At the farewell ceremony, um, myself and friends, we sang like a farewell song. And then my deputy principal, who was a well-traveled man who had been in exile, and this is all the way in Mtata, this small town, you know, in the Eastern Cape, he's, he, he approached me after and said, you know, you can really do this for a living. And he said this in a very nonchalant way, you know, like, okay, take it or leave it, but it's just it's just a thought, mm. you know, it's not, it's, it's not serious or anything. But he changed my life, that guy, Mr. Mnike. He changed my life because someone believed I could actually do it, you
0: know. And Chapping into that inward hope that you had of actually materializing. this my dream.
4: He actually hit it on the head, okay, this one has got a dream and her dream is music and she needs me right now to affirm that her dreams are valid. And that's what he did. And that really completely changed my life because I was in metric. I was um, very much conflicted. What was I going to do? You know, I didn't mm-hmm. want to study anything. I wanted to, to do music, but music was impractical.
0: But you did study something.
4: I, well, I did, <laughs> but at least I had a plan. Okay, okay mm-hmm. actually, I can really do this music thing. Okay, cool. So now, what, what are the steps for me to get what I want and I decided, okay, um, I'm studying on a, on a nurse's salary, the, the, the firstborn of four children. It's been a struggle. i um, even surprised that I, I'm in a good private school at this point. I mean, I, I did two years of private school, three years of private school, which was excellent. Um, I had to make something of, of, of myself, and I had to be self-sustaining, which is why I did IT I, I, I thought to myself what is the easiest money maker right now what thing can I study that will make me easy money and quickly so when I leave school I will not struggle to get a job Mm. IT at that time that was just before Y2K so IT was in everyone's lips we're going to save the world if we did IT and I thought okay IT people will be in high demand and therefore I did IT and it worked
0: do you still do any work in that Oh my gosh space? I hated IT.
4: <laughs> I hated it. I I needed a job. <laughs> I needed I needed a job. I needed to be self-sustaining and I was intelligent enough to do IT even though the first day of school I thought the CD holder was you know a cup holder because that's how clueless I was when it came to computers but I, I was determined to succeed in music therefore I had to go through like via
0: doing IT, which I did. Mm. And I
4: worked for almost three years in the IT industry.
0: Well, we're speaking to Simpiwe Dana this morning and as usual you are welcome to join <laughs> in the conversation 0891 we're talking about uh growing up you know uh being the eldest of four girls uh born to um a nurse single mother Ecgwa in the Eastern Cape and uh studying IT even though she hated it and uh that was to pave the way of course for this music career that she was actually born for. So now you're going through all of this and coming to Joburg. And often you hear people's stories about, you know, just this, um, an onslaught almost as you come from a village into this city, because everything is just, you know, in your face, all your senses are heightened. How was coming to Joburg for you? Um, well, I, I had had um
4: practice in that I had kept moving uh, i moved from I moved from butterterworth Laline lane to Zolo and then I moved from Zolo to Mtata and then I moved from Tata to Durban and then from Durban back no sorry from Zolo to Durban then to from Durban to Tata and then from Tata to PE then from PE to Joburg. So I was basically slowly getting <laughs> out of the village mode ah, into the city working mode. Working your ways strategically so, so it, to the city life. Yes, I was prepared slowly because I took, you know, I took time just getting into, you know, the modern world, you know, you know, slowly, I was slowly introduced mm. to it. Um, But, I mean, it took me a long while to acclimatize, you know. um, Why was that, though? Because I've always been an odd child, you know, um, antisocial. So it it became worse, you know, when I was in environments that I was not familiar with, that it would take me a long time to make friends and to feel at home. Um, But I must say, of all the places I've been to in South Africa, Joburg felt the most like home it was it was strange because i guess perhaps uh, there were many more people like me here i mean artists tend to gravitate towards mm. joburg and and artists are very odd people therefore i i found my my tribe in a way
0: it's interesting because um you know you're a very beautiful woman so if you are antisocial what was the dating life like? Weren't the guys chasing after you all the way from the village until wherever? But that's the thing.
4: Like, <laughs> the more you seem um, unavailable, the more people are attracted to you. So you were fighting them like off? You, you're, well, no. <laughs> like <you, come> <laughs> the more you, you, you seem like an enigma, the more people want to get in your face. You know, it's it's, it's uh, that's what I've 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 experienced. Anyway. And and also people have got a thing with perceived innocence. It's very attractive to to people when they can think that, you know, you just a um a journey come lately mm. kind of a person who does not know what's going on, who's clueless, like a barrier, say, says Lalina or something mm. like, just an innocent. It's almost like people want to come in take that innocence from you for themselves. <laughs> so I, I'd, I'd, um, to summarize, I did not have uh, an issue with dating. No, clearly
0: you could not have had an issue <laughs> with dating. I'm sure you could pick it I still don't have an issue I'm with sure dating. I'm sure you don't. I'm sure you don't. Now, you know, the other thing, because I usually see you at football matches. Because that's the other thing that you and I have in common. <laughs> we and, and are you yeah. pirates? I, I born again. We've got nothing to talk about. No, but I see
4: you. But I'm not. What are you? are you? You're obviously part of the losing team. Tell tell the whole world which losing team you're part of. Piwe.
0: If you're not pirates, you can only be in a Pot, losing team. Kettle black <laughs> match. I mean, really, pirates having the audacity to call Chiefs losers, really. Oh, please. So, uh, Pirates obviously- is only
4: big here in South Africa. We are the champs when you cook, go out on the co- okay. Anyway, why are we having this conversation? Because now we're going to
0: fight, and I like you. <laughs> you see, because I know, because I see you at football matches, so I know that you are passionate about
2: football.
4: Okay, I'll tell you one thing. I don't know anything about football. Ah, so what are you doing there? Um, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's like if you're born in a family, mm-hmm. you know, even if you don't know, you know, your your aunt from, you know, your grandmother's side, there's, there's still family, and you are loyal to family.
0: So you just go because of loyalty? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Simpiwe dana. That's whom we're speaking to this morning. And then some years ago, you you were involved in quite a terrible accident.
4: That was 10 years ago. Um, 10 years ago last year.
0: And I can see you actually, you know, getting emotional Just thinking about it.
4: Well, It was a very um, traumatic um, experience. I I mean, I thought my career was over. (laughs) As I lay on that hospital bed, eight months pregnant, you know, with my eyes full of glass, I thought I would lose my eyesight. I thought I'd lost my beauty. And I thought I'm in such a, um, um, what's the word? Superficial industry that mm. chances are my, my career is over. As I, as I lay there, I was already planning what I would do next <laughs> because uh, I thought that part of my journey was
0: over. And, you know, interesting because um, you say that the, the industry is so superficial that because of your injuries, you really thought that you would not be accepted. Yes, I did. Wow. It's very scary, eh? Hey? That is scary Mm. because I think, you know, we talk about it. We know that, um, you know, it's a dog-eat-dog world, as it were. But we never think of it as being that shallow. I would not encourage my kids
4: to get into my industry. Uh, But, but I mean, I'm also hoping that um, things will will change. I mean, for for a myriad of reasons, I, I, I would rather my kids are not in the music industry. Do you remember what happened at all? Oh yeah, no, I I do remember. Um, we were driving. I actually had a show to Ferienhagen, and um, it was like one of those dark freeways towards Ferienhagen. I don't know what it's called, and um, it was I I think just before eight at night, or maybe just after seven. I'm I'm not really sure, and um, there was taxis that would park and people would would get off on the side of the freeway, right? Mm. And then people would walk across. And I mean, we could see this from far, you know, in our headlights, people would cross. Um, And then as we got closer, you know, there's one more taxi that stopped and people got off and some ran quickly across and then some stayed on the side of the road. And I think this one, I don't think, this one guy hesitated, stood, and then last minute he thought he could make it across and, and perhaps in the in the in the dark, you know, like you think the lights are further than they really are, and we hit him oh um, with our car. And um, I'm I'm not sure. I mean, he was holding a, a like you know he had cartons of chibuku in a crate,
2: mm.
4: right? And I remember I was drenched in chibuku. <laughs> I was drenched from my head all the way down my dress and when when we got to um the the clinic the nurses were very um hostile to me because they thought perhaps i had been drinking at eight months
0: mm, because i can only <laughs> imagine
4: the smell of the
0: chibuku I, as I you must came have stank. in there, i must Of have course, stank of of chibuku
1: Kina kamwendo on SAFM
0: and uh, on the forum date this morning speaking to Simpiwe Dhana um and for those of you who know her, I mean, the messages coming through, uh, you have questions, you have requests uh, from Simpiwe this morning. Uh, Sane says, I think uh, Culture Noir album was a huge blessing from Simpiwe, the epitome of her work. uh Luandile Tamane says, can she please just give us a snippet of that song that she sang at the Matrig dance? Please. <laughs> Hello! Oh, no. <laughs> Come on, Simfie. No,
4: man, it was just, just you know, like the typical, it's so hard to say goodbye song. You know, I, I think we did the version, yeah. The Boys uh, to Men. Boys Women. to Men, yes. <laughs> yeah, no. So, so, we so. so. Huh? <laughs> I know you like Bob Marley. I love Bob Marley. And I totally do. To. Um, I love Salif Keita. Mm-hmm. I love uh, Buika. I love Fela Kuti, I love Miriam Makeba. I love Nina Simone, I love Busim Shongo. I love Mercedes Sosa. Well, like the list is, is really long. Clearly. The Toots and the Metal are one of my favorite reggae bands.
0: Wow. Mpetu Koza says, mm, what a great morning. I love your guest, sister. Uh, Simpiwe, please, please, please play Ndim Nawe. Um, South Africa is rich musically and Mabasa says your guest is such an inspiration Uh, do what you need to do in order to do what you want to do Yes, Um, you know, quoting you there and and, and that is so important Um, it reminds me of something that um, Dolly Parton said years ago when she recorded her very first live album and she said you know, I spent my life Doing the type of music that I had to do um in order to sell records. Mm-hmm. And for the first time I'm going to do a record of what I want to do because I don't need the money anymore. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh speaking to uh, that very same message that you're giving there. Uh Chawe in PE says, um what is Simpiwe's clan name? Oh, nice one, Chawe. Um,
4: um me so i i don't know how to explain it, but that's that's how it is so there is some royalty in my blood, some <laughs> mm.
0: it's that thing that won't be suppressed that royalty thing eh because uh, yeah I can see you are regal like that no, oh, thank you, I think my mom is is, is who I take after. (laughs) You must show me a picture of your beautiful mom Sybil says "Uh, Sad that we just experienced load shedding And now I cannot listen to you And Simpiwe since 8.14 Uh, Durban Glenwood area Please enjoy your day Sybil, uh, thanks um, And uh, of course we will podcast So you can actually listen to it later on And then um, Mike Newland says This lady gives me great hope For our youth Uh, What's her best CD? Which one should Mike go out and buy? You know, I don't like this
4: question. <laughs> it's like saying, which one of your children do you like more? <laughs> it's not a fair question, but I will entertain it. Um, the The most memorable um, work that I have put out, um, and for me the most life-defining in many ways, um, and the one that truly had my handprint all over would be culture noir. Because um even in I I produced, I co produced it. Like when I was writing, it was for the first time that when I was writing, which I normally do way before I get into studio, like in mm-hmm. my own studio at home, it was the first time that I I employed um instruments myself where I actually if you think of my inne Mayine is completely, I completely charted that song, you know, instrumentally. Ndimi you know, I I, I, I co-produced. Nkwenkwezi, there's so many songs that even instrumentally have got my imprint on them that I could say that if you really want to understand me as a musician, um, Culture Noir would be the album that, that explains who I am because... I had so much um um control over 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 the creative process there mm-hmm. not just when it comes to the song but the instrumentation as, as well so it is a more wholesome um depiction of
0: of my creativity you know what's interesting um you say that and clearly your fans pick up on that because most of the people who asked for songs to be played said, "Could you please play Maene for us this morning?"
4: Kalshenua was for me. I was turning thirty as well. I mean, if you if you look if you look at the cover, you know, I know that like the whole black and white thing is is like a European construct. But for me, it defined a turning of age, right? Now I was I was more mature, you know, and I and I and I could do like. Black and white. Whereas before, I had I I was still maturing. Now I felt like you know, okay, this Mm. this is adulthood. You know, this is my like so. um, The album was my initiation
0: into adulthood. Wow. And um, a few more messages. Um, this one says, I enjoy your music too much that way too. And um, <laughs> then um, Major General says, I just love Simpiwe. Also love the way she handled criticism. She's a light to South Africa and the universe as a whole. And then uh, TMFSA says, uh, my brother Porto uh, Mukwena is so in love with you, Simpiwe. He has all your collections, and guess what? I've fallen in love with you too. Uh, Mandla Hatebe says, my sister is a big fan of that lady. She played her music so much to the extent that I had to get used to her music too. And uh, then Zolela asks, uh, please ask Simpiwe if she will date a fan. Uh, Well, there are rules to this dating
4: thing. (laughs) (laughs) You must be over 40. Prefer to be over 45, actually. <laughs> mm-hmm. You must be over 40, you must be independent, and you must totally adore me. That's, that's it, really. That's it? Mm-hmm. Don't have to have tons of money, suitcases? No, as long as you can pay your way. Mm-hmm. It's very important. What me. does that mean,
0: as long as you can pay your way?
4: Um, I don't like to be dependent on people. I don't also, you know, find sex when people have to be dependent on me either. You know, we can help each other, but, you know, make your own money.
0: (laughs) So you're not school romantic.
4: Yes. And also, I I won't even lie, preferably make more money than me. And do you know why? Because we live in a patriarchal society that, you know, uh, a a man is defined by his success in many ways. So if your woman makes more money than you, you feel... um, emasculated, which is obviously um, tragic mm. and, and um, irrational, but it affects people. It affects the men who are in relationships where the woman earns more to a point where you can actually get into an abusive relationship because this person feels emasculated, and therefore they have to put you under their, their thumb to feel like they're in control.
0: Mm. So there you have it, Zolela.
4: It's not too much to
0: ask. <laughs> Let's go to the lines. Oh eight nine one one zero four two oh eight. Speaking to Uh Yandisa. Eh, Gua imagine. Oh, okay. Yandisa. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Believe me, you Sakina. I've been on your radio since uh, ten past six when you announced that oh, you would be here as your guest. <laughs> Believe me, you. Uh, my appreciation for her. I've been holding. Uh, she knows from hours to I do your driving. I've been holding oh,
4: on this Oh, nah. wait.
3: <laughs> you know, I know some of your cousins, and I've been saying to them, uh, when I hear you uh, on the radio, you know, uh, my inspiration is that we reconnect, we rebuild, we do something, and I want to challenge you. Uh, now that, um, but on top of that, uh, I'm calling upon you to make something about, about that. We are very proud of you. I have said, let me be the first caller from home. You know that you have a support from
4: home. and thank you so much, Ngoba. If you think about the Eastern Cape, there's so much that, that can be done here. Like you, you heard the news of the budget going back, like the money mm. going back because it's it was yes. not used. So we, I, I, I actually do plan to try and work with the government of the Eastern Cape to do more recreational activities that side and to also help local artists because um, it can only be through us that local artists also get um, you know, recognition in the country. So I'm, that's my plan to work with um, tourism in the Eastern Cape and the Arts and Culture Department in the Eastern Cape
0: as well.
3: Wow. So I'll, I'll, I'll really appreciate it. Thank you, Cynthia. Thanks, Akina once
0: more. Absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for calling. Uh, let's go to uh, Brad D, who is here in Johannesburg. Good morning, Brady. D. Day, good morning. Brad I I didn't know you could sing. I'm surprised that you can hold a note, Brady. Is this the Brad D that I know? <laughs>
5: Well, Sakina, I will tell you which body is this. He but you will surprise me, you <laughs> hey, <Sakina>. clearly. Eh? <laughs> I never knew
0: he could hold a note even for two seconds. Yes.
5: <laughs> well, well, on a serious note, I was just, uh, you know, uh, your remark about how you would not, uh, if you were given a choice, uh, allow your children or recommend to your children that they should come into the industry. I speak as the father of a son who is a musician He plays percussion and all that. And, you know, for me, for him, it seems like this is a calling. You can't talk him out of it. I've never attempted to. And I therefore thought I could ask you why you say you would not encourage your own children to become musicians, because I always believe that there is something about musicians that makes them, you know... People apart from ordinary us, you know. I mean, I always think to myself, how does music come about? These people <laughs> speak. What? How? <laughs> I mean, the, the lyrics I can understand, but the you know what happens to a musician that the musician sits down to compose, and and and, and why is it that why um, a musician always a musician? I don't know whether I come across coherent. We hear 22.
0: you. We hear you, Brady.
4: <laughs> You're very coherent, mm. Brady. and I commend you for supporting your child. Mm. Yes. Uh, okay. So, um, for me, music is 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 a, is, a, is godly, is divine. You know, it's a spiritual um, undertaking. That's the that's mm. one. So, y- you are right when you say that it's a calling. Um, the reason why I feel I would not um encourage my kids is because South Africa is not grown e- enough yet to actually appreciate the value mm. of of spiritual healing that music brings and also mm. like the value of uh, the, the cultural identity that um music also um entrenches in society um and therefore, you find that people who are truly talented and, and, and you know, great and amazing musicians. I mean, it, I don't know if you've been following the Don Laga story. Um, yes, I you, know, you, know, you know, how mm. jazz is completely dying in South Africa because mm. we do not appreciate spiritual healing you know, um, from our own cultural perspective. I I want to put it like that because it makes better Mm. sense um, for me that way and how this lack of appreciation is structural in South Africa. Um, I feel that our country undermines us a lot and the job Mm. that we do, you know, as, as spiritual healers. And, and, and you find that people who are super intelligent, who, who could be doing really well doing other things are struggling in music because of the lack of appreciation for cultural identity and, and, and basically just how we do our own things. And because of that, I just I find it very difficult to then, you know, encourage my kids to go in an industry mm. where I know that their capabilities uh, will not necessarily be appreciated the same way that they mm. would would be elsewhere. And I mean, I always appeal to to government and, and other institutions that, you know, are stakeholders in this um, that I don't understand why we have to fight to have our own music playing, because that is the mm. beginning of the problem. You know, if we can just get over this one hurdle, playing our music majority of the time, not playing it 30 percent of the time, that makes no sense. You know, it's just it's actually it's it's, it's an insult to not only the artists that, you know, uh, in this country, but also it's an insult to ourselves and our own personal growth. You know how we are so anti who we are, that we're chasing everyone else except, you know what will bring us peace and what will bring us healing um, in South Africa. And because of that, I just, perhaps I'm feeling jaded. I mean, I'm doing okay. So let's put that aside. I'm I'm one of the lucky ones to actually Mm. consistently be able to live off just doing music. But, you know, I am so intelligent that at times I feel like I really could be making much better money elsewhere. You know, I'm doing this because I really love it and I'm passionate about the social condition of my people. I want to write about it and I want to make things better. But to live in a society that does not mirror that and, 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 and that does not um, amplify the things that artists, um, our sacrifices for our country, it just makes you feel quite despondent. I mean, we, we've been asking government to change things for 20 years now and nothing.
0: It makes no sense. Brody, there you have it. Thank you so much for calling in um, Advocate Dumisa San Sebeza there. Oh, that was him! That is right. <laughs> I so, know him. <laughs> Austin and Jova, good morning.
1: Hello, good morning. Hi, Austin. Hello. Good morning.
4: Good morning.
1: Yes, I'm not going to try to sing like right <laughs> here. <before. laughs>
4: You most uh, welcome to time. try, you know. Maybe you will get a space <laughs> in my I band.
1: I won't go there. Let me leave it to the songs first to do. <laughs> um what a privilege and uh, and 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 uh, a pleasure to be speaking, uh to just to appreciate this um gorgeous and most formidable African Queen, uh Sith I I are
4: you single by any chance? Because uh, I nice, wouldn't mind being
0: nice, told nice, all nice, of nice. these things. <laughs> Simpira, Simpira, Simpira and Austin, this is not a dating show. Please. <laughs> Less people send requests for Austin, other, Austin. other guests. Ignore, ignore Sakena. No, no. Talk to me. Talk to me.
1: Uh, anyway, <laughs> I, I've, been, I've been following you over the years. And uh, incidentally, I, I happen to know some members of your family. Oh, wow. And um, one of your younger sisters, uh, Wanda, was my student in East London.
4: Yes, yes.
1: And I've also had the privilege of meeting your mother, very quiet woman of gentle spirit.
4: See, and, now Austin I, I, is already part of her family, you see. Mm. Yes, I'm listening, <laughs> Austin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, um, anyway, I've actually been asking uh, your sister, I'd love to meet this famous uh, sister of yours. She's been promising me, say... It will happen one of these days. And it's been on for years now, and uh, hopefully it will happen. But I really want to say I appreciate you so much. Your music is uh, so, 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 so touching. It's really. so, so touching. And uh, I also appreciate uh, the, your very, very Pan-Africanist uh, credentials. Um, I, I can uh, see that I uh, and... We sort of connect on the, uh, besides your music, mm-mm, on the uh, three mm-mm. levels. Austin, you're already, you're Austin. Austin, hello.
0: Austin, mm-mm. you yeah. and Simpiwe can connect off. Austin, I'm going to
4: call my sister. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call my sister and I'm going to say, how dare you keep me away from this wonderful guy for years?
0: <laughs> yeah, clearly. Uh, Austin, <laughs> I'll pass it on because uh, this, uh, really, I'm not going to hook you guys up on the air. Andy Lane, Virginia, good morning.
1: Uh, morning Sakina. welcome all right uh, okay i just want to say and uh, so i just want to ask, I, so I just want to say i mean we are proud of as uh, uh, for putting Eastern cape on the map and i wanted to ask her i mean uh, if she, if she were to comment, comment about our politics i mean as we as she knows that we are faced with the concord judgement on the president what would you, what would uh, would she say? I mean, if she were to comment in an in an one line statement, statement, I mean, if she were to comment on the politics of South Africa, I mean.
0: Thank you so much, Andile Mzwandile in East London.
6: Mm.
4: You just managed to mix two songs together.
3: <laughs> yo, yo, yo,
0: yo, yo. You must give warnings, my brother. Yo. <laughs> Prati wins this <laughs> one. <laughs> yes.
3: Hello, my sister. You're an African uh, queen. Hello. I love your music. Thank you. And when are you going to. I would like you to. To to, 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 to to reintroduce you know, that is Kenman's band, you know, whereby there's a whatever, section, whatever, you know, everything. I love your music, my sister.
0: Thank you so much. thanks to you ala ala. Ala Thank you so much, Mzwandile <laughs> in East London. Okay, few questions there. And um, a few people commenting on, um, you know, your uh, political stance, the fact that you have a political voice. Um is that something um, that defines you? Um. Yes, that's the, the the quickest
4: answer, or you know, or the simplest answer is yes. It's something that I have been trying to run away from for years. Um, you know. Um, but I finally just accept that the kind of artist that I am, I'm a social commentator, and therefore, because I speak about people, people uh, make politics. You know. Poeties are about people. Um, So I'm I'm quite comfortable and, um, you know, being a firebrand, which is what my latest album was was all about, accepting that, you know, that, you know, I will always be called on to comment on politics. Mm. And on the current current court judgment, I'm happy, firstly, to live in a country that applies democracy, I'm happy to live in a country um, where still rule of law um, wins the day. That's one. I mean, living on the continent, you know, where you you hear such human rights abuses and, you know, democracy abuses. I'm quite happy to live in a country that actually still adheres to the law. That that being said, I, I, I would imagine that this is very divisive for the ANC. Um even when you feel like you know what what is right, but you, you you know you want to be
0: loyal to the movement that brought us democracy because that's mm. country but tell me uh, uh, do you from. think that uh that poses any sort of problem in any way when as an artist you become um you know so deeply involved in politics to the point of uh d- giving commentary on it does that in some way, maybe, uh, you know, place obstacles in your way as an artist uh, when it comes to identifying with parts of South African society. It
6: totally
4: does. So, I mean, and now it's something that I'm working on because I realized, I mean, someone said on Twitter that, like the other day that, you know, we all love you no matter what political party you, you prefer. So we don't want to see what your preferences are because then we feel like you alienate us who, you know, who don't prefer that, you know, and, and, and that made um, sense, you know, and, 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 and it made me rethink. You know, firstly, I cannot not comment on on politics. Right. And and my comment will always be biased. And I'm OK with that as long as it's biased towards the people, know, for the people. Right. So if I say I think this time we should vote for ANC is because I think that is the best thing for South Africa. If I say this time, I think we should vote for EFF it's because I think that is the best option for South Africa right um, but what I prefer should always not be
0: at your preference it, it must be secret oh, yeah. I, 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 I totally get that Well, people asked for a song. Uh, Shwe Shwe tried playing it in the background there, and um, we were perhaps spoiling it. But let's give you just a little snippet as we play out uh, into the news. Simpiwe Dana, thank you so much for stopping by. Forum at 8 on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them.